was recognized by Facebook as a best-in-class campaign, which they were mentioning to take to the UN as a best-in-class during the pandemic. It was like jaw-dropping stuff, but tough, and we just had to get through it. My resilience just came from, right, you've now committed yourself. And, and I'm a strong believer in, once you commit yourself to something, whether it's sort of financially, emotionally, you're going to see it through. Yeah. No matter, no matter where it lands, you've just got to carry on. Welcome to Push To Be More with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. Now, this is a show that talks about the stuff that makes life work. And to help us do just that, I am chatting with today's guest, Manish Mack from Formula Media. Now, we're just going to call him Mack because this is the name that he goes by. Uh, and so if you hear me calling him Mack throughout the podcast, I'm not being uh, he's from Formula, uh, Formula Media, and we're going to be talking about where he's had to push through what he does to recharge his batteries and to be, as well as what he does to be more. Now, the show notes and transcript from our conversation will be available on our website, pushtobemore.com. And on our website, you can also sign up for our newsletter, and each week we will email you the links from the conversation, uh, the transcripts, and all that stuff gets sent to your inbox automatically, and it's direct and it's free. So make sure you sign up for that. Now, this episode is brought to you by Orion Media, which helps entrepreneurs and business leaders set up and run their own successful podcast. You know what? I have found running my own podcast to be insanely rewarding. It opens doors to amazing people like nothing else I have seen. I have built networks. I have made friends and had a platform to champion my customers, my team, and my suppliers. And I think just about any entrepreneur or business leader should really think about having a podcast because it's had such a huge impact on my own business, which of course sounds great in theory, but in reality, there's the whole problem of setting up distribution, getting the tech right, knowing what the right podcast strategy is. I mean, the list goes on. You see, I love talking to people just not a big fan of all that other stuff, if I'm honest with you. So Orion Media takes it all off my plate. I get to do what I do, chat to people all day, and the team take care of the rest. Uh, so if you're wondering if podcasting is a good marketing strategy for your business, check out orionmedia.com. That's A-U-R-I-O-N media.com. We will, of course, link to them on the website, Push To Be More as well. You can find them either way, but do check them out. Okay, so... That's the show sponsor, that's Orion Media. Let's talk about Mac, who is a media marketing expert with a passion for pushing boundaries and finding new and emerging media channels. Now, with over 12 years of experience working with some of the world's largest ad agencies and clients, Mac has overcome many challenges in his career from making the decision to become an entrepreneur to negating, navigating the relentless pace of the media industry. He's led global media strategy for brands like Coke, Sony, and Shell, has won multiple industry awards for his work. Mac, in case you, he has any spare time, is also a DJ and music producer with a love for music that has influenced his career in media. He's the founder and CEO of Formula Media, a cutting edge agency that's focused on using data-driven media advertising to make a positive impact on the world. He is passionate about diversity and inclusion in the workplace and is interested in the intersection of media and technology, particularly as we all are at the moment in areas like AI and machine learning. Mac, welcome to the show, man. Great to have you. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show, Matt. I've been, um, it's a busy start of the week, uh, doing proposals to the US and catching up, actually working over the weekend. So actually catching up on some sleep this morning, actually. And um, I was working <laughs> late last night. So that's, that's been my day, if I'm honest. Yeah, no fair. Are you one of these guys that will, um, that will do that will work late into the night and sleep later in the morning you you sort of work better at night or are you an early bird kind of a guy well it's, it's a, that's a good question i've been both i've been an early bird and i've been a, a night owl and it just depends on to be honest it's a it's a 
I try and balance my time based on what it's, what is required. So if, for example, I've got a big proposal on a Monday and I haven't had time to work on it, then that means the weekend's out and, you know, I'm working on it and I'm working mm. nights and then I'll catch up on my sleep in the, in the morning. And so, you know, I'll get up at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. Um, but then when I've got a nice clear, uh, day and it's not so bad, I'll get up early and, you know, I'll make the most of the day. So there's no routine per se in that sense. I just tackle what I need to as, um, as and when it comes as along. Okay. Like, it's, it's a traveling. Yeah. Yeah, no, friend. Well, to be fair, I used to be one of those guys that could quite happily work late into the night and would sleep, you know, quite happily late in the morning. And, and I would quite happily work at one, two o'clock in the morning. And then I had kids. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. That's it. And Early morning starts. Then. Yeah. yeah. And so my whole life switched around rapidly, uh, which is quite fascinating. So, uh, Mac, listen, like I said, great to have you on the show. Now, one of the things that we were talking about um, and let's start with this. So you were one of the first British Asian guys on the radio to, to uh, as it says here, navigate the relentless pace of the media industry. You've obviously faced and overcome a lot of challenges throughout the, your career. So let's jump into perhaps what is one of the most pivotal moments in your journey um, for you. What were some of the things that sort of really stuck out, uh, stuck out uh, in your journey as challenges? Um, it's probably not a sort of obvious one. Um, you know, I, I mean, I can list all the, the obvious ones, but I would bore you with those. I think, <laughs> I think one of the biggest challenges was, um, confidence, um, okay. for me, establishing confidence, uh, you know, being on radio, um, a presenter on the BBC Asian network, um, stepping into the limelight. If we're talking about my music career here, um, which was the first sort of key challenge in my early twenties, um, really, you know, coming out of my shell because mm. I was quite in introverted as a person. So to, to, it was very intrusive and, um, you know, having cameras on you or, 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 you know, being on the radio and, and, and speaking to running home, 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 three million, four million listeners at the time, wow. um, knowing they're on the other side, it was, yeah. So it was, it was, it was that sort of, you know, that challenge, that confidence and, and, and trying to overcome my internal battles of, um, fear and, 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 um, uh, judgment mm. and what people may think and, um, and really then bringing out a personality. Uh, mm. so that was the, you know, that for me was one of my first challenges as a sort of young adult, um, moving into the media, um, and music industry. So. Say. I mean, there's a lot there. Jeez, right? So you were on the British, on the BBC's Asian Network. And so in your early 20s, can I ask, how did you do, how did you come across that? Was that just something you stumbled into? Was that a very definite decision to do that? Um, how, how, how did that door open? Um, it was part of a deal with a record label. So I was signed to uh, 2.9 Records, um, who looked after an artist called Jay Sean. Um, and the Rich Rich projects, which were like, um, um, as you sort of mentioned, one of the first British Asian, um, artist groups to, to sort of break the charts. You know, uh, we got, we had, you know, as a group and a collective, we had singles in, in, in the charts and we got a show, uh, on Kiss FM for two years. And then off the back of that show, a tour, Jay Sean's album, a tour for that album. We then got a uh, signing to the BBC Asian Network for a uh, one-year um, Saturday afternoon show, so uh, 5 p.m. till 8 p.m. sort of pre-club type show, uh, um, which we had to drive up to Birmingham every Saturday to do. And um, <laughs> it, was, it was great fun, don't get me wrong. We had loads of sort of road mileage and time to sort of um, bond and, and connect. But it was it was it was an incredible time in my life. Um, peaks and troughs of emotion, money, stability, mm. you know, relationships and experience of things. It was phenomenal. Um, well, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious if I can dig into this a little bit. I'll tell you why I'm kind of curious, because I like podcasting, obviously. And I think uh, uh, whilst it's not two or three million people uh, yet, I mean, you know, maybe next week. Um, sure. <laughs> 
It's interesting that when you start a podcast, there is always the, the thing that you mentioned, the fear and the confidence is something that you have to overcome. And then there's the discovery of your personality, which has to sort of come out. Um, and again, something that, that's something that you mentioned. You had to figure out who you were on, on the radio. How did you do that? It's such a, you know, if I, I don't mean to sound demeaning, but it's when I say it's such a young age, it makes me sound like an old man, I suppose. But um, in your early 20s, it's, you, you, you've, you've got to figure, figure these two things out. How do I overcome the fear? How do I get confident? And how do I be, you know, I suppose me, how do I bring that personality out? How did, I'm just really curious how you did that. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a twofold scenario. The obvious thing is you've got to let go. Um, but you know, anyone can easily say you've got to let go and, you know, and, and sort of embrace what you're faced with. But the truth of the matter and fact of it was that I had to believe in myself and my, my skill and, and, mm. and what I was doing enough to overshadow the fear of judgment and what people may think. Um, mm. so it was sort of, it was a, a balancing act, um, you know, a, a sort of balancing act between, um, you know, feedback of course, which is important, but also, um, just, you know, having that innate belief in yourself, mm. like that sort of, you know, whatever it is you're doing, do it with conviction and, and, and deliver, yeah. um, in that moment and that moment should then you know have a have a sort of um knock-on effect and 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 with that knock-on effect of it sort of getting better and better you you build your confidence um so it's not a a switch that you turn on you know it's a it's it's a it's an evolving and evolutionary process um that continues you know i'm still mm. on that journey it doesn't it never stops um mm. you know it's it's i think it's a it's a it's, it's it's, you can enjoy it. There's an, there's an, you can eventually enjoy that sort of journey. You know, initially, I think when you're a lot younger and you're starting out and you're trying to figure it out, there's a lot of chaos and a lot to navigate through. And there's a lot of thoughts. Um, but I think, you know, as you get better with your, your, your business, your skill, your, your, your artistry or whatever it might be, mm. um, and you deliver that with conviction and you receive the feedback and you realize it's good and it gets better and better. You deliver, you start delivering that with confidence. And then when you deliver it confidence, you know, it, uh, it sort of snowballs um, mm. and, and, and it gets easier um, over time, I think. Um, but then, you know, it does change. Uh, mm. You know, you then sort of, you know, I've had, then I've had different challenges, which had to, I had to then sort of step back and be like, okay, I can't apply the exact same methodology elsewhere. Um, there are parts of it I can apply, mm. but, mm. and there's, you know, there's, there's, there's more to the life than uh, a simple state of conviction and confidence. Mm. So I think that was, um, what, what I learned. So how did you go from being a radio DJ in the music industry to heading up, um, formula media? Because it, it doesn't, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't strike me as a traditional path. Uh, you know, from from one to the other, and I'm, what what sort of happened there? What was that quantum leap like? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a few things. Um, I, I studied psychology in my as a degree. My dad, um, you know, I want to call him out on this, but he he, you know, he he was adamant that I followed a sort of, you know, professional route, doctorate mm. route you know, go down that route. And then I went down music and, you know, coming from my, my dad's Indian and coming from an Indian family, they, you know, that's judged upon. That's, you know, if yeah. you're an accountant, a doctor, or a lawyer, uh, it's not good enough. Um, so it was, you know, there, there was that battle. So, you know, and I, I explored music and I, and I, I faced that, um, that family internal struggle. My mum was very supportive and, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I went forth uh, with music, but then, um, I did have a passion for, um, psychology. That's why I studied it. And, and, mm. and I, and I, and I didn't just choose the degree to sort of get into psychiatry. I did it also from a personal perspective to understand the human mind, human behavior, mm -hmm. uh, the evolution of human and technology as well. And that relationship and where yeah. that was leading towards that was my, my sort of <laughs> niche area of interest, so to speak. Um, but then I, you know, got taken away in the music world and, and I've just sort of summarized what happened, which was great. Um, but still, there was something in the back of my mind still saying, niggling away, saying, well, you know, 
what about revisiting this um, interest area of yours? Yeah, yeah. So, but now I had no idea how to do this at the age of 26 slash 27, you know, four or five years into my music career, really deep in, doing tours, DJing, late night, night out. I had no idea how to get back to it. Um, so uh, a friend of mine actually helped me get a job um, um, at a media company. I, you know, to be honest, you know, I had no uh, experience on paper at this point, you know, mm-hmm. no professional experience on paper. Um, yes, it's great being the kit on kids and being on the BBC, but before, before what I was trying to do, I did, all I had was my degree. Um, so got, I got into a media company, which was essentially selling media. Uh, I was mm-hmm. on the sales side of media and I did well at uh, selling because I had the confidence I've been on radio, I could communicate well, et cetera. But, um, I wasn't using my psychological side of my brain enough. Um, so then I, um, I looked into the world of, uh, the agency landscapes and media agencies and what they do. And essentially they, you know, for, 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 for those that don't know, um, buy media. So it's all about sort of strategic thinking around audiences and mm. what's right for the client, which is tough to get into. It's a very small circle. It's, uh, you know, it's everyone wants to be in it because yeah. the, the sort of the, the, the you know the, the fun side, so to speak, a lot of perks, and uh, there were a lot of perks um, <laughs> pre-pandemic. Um, so yeah, I mean that was the obvious next step, and then you know I, I did the whole agency landscape. <clears throat> um, I went from uh, you know I went to some three, four agencies before starting my own. And that was the path to to form wow. media. So. So, okay, so I'm, I'm now starting to see the path. And so how long has Formula Media been going? Um, four years. Oh. Uh, okay. Just, well, nearly four years, yeah. So uh, let me just try and do the math in my head. You started it right at the start of the, well, sort of pre-pandemic time. Yeah, yeah. Tough, tough time. One of the toughest, yes. craziest times, which you know, I couldn't anticipate because a year later, 2020, you know, we all know what happened. Yeah. No, it, none of us predicted uh, COVID, did we really? Yeah. Well, and that's not true. I think the Simpsons, didn't the Simpsons predicted and maybe the movie Contagion. I, maybe the... <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. And I think did Bill Gates or Obama, one of the two, mentioned it. In a, I think it was Obama talking about it. I know, yeah. it was Bill Gates, wasn't it? Bill Gates, they did that video, didn't they? Uh, which circulated like crazy. Um, in the middle of the pandemic that he'd recorded like a few years before saying we're not ready for this and it yeah. turned out all the things that he said came to pass and you're like goodness me uh, I'm surprised no one's gone Bill Gates for you know president next really but um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you launch your business a year before the, the pandemic um, how I mean like you say times were tough so what, what, how did you get through that? What were some of the things that you, you did? I guess mentally more than anything, how did you have that resilience? Um, you know, going back to that innate belief, um, this, this formula media, you know, was a concept in my mind from sort of 2016, you know, it was a few years, two, three years before I actually went ahead and did it um you know something i wrote down on paper sat down with a couple of friends and we sort of mulled over the idea and sort of sat there in the back pocket um but i think um that pivotal times of 2019 on you know um, on top of uh everything that was happening um you know unfortunately my my father was diagnosed with cancer as well Mm. so and he, and he, you know, he lived with me at the time and I looked after him. So I had this, I, I, I took this decision to, to leave my, my, my old agency job, which is great. You know, I was a director there and, you know, good salary, et cetera. And a friend of mine, um, offered me a role at, um, his company, uh, which is a bar chain, a, a cocktail bar chain. Um, and, uh, as a sort of stopgap head of marketing interim role where I did that three days a week. And then I, I worked on four in the media two days a week, um, which was an open discussion and were happy for me to do that, uh, during sort of 2018 into 2019 in 2019. Um, I, I started transitioning them over as a, into a client and, 
um, um, someone from that company, um, a really, really nice gentleman called Hoppy, introduced me to um, the Prince's Trust. Mm-hmm. It was it was a sort of, you know, Mac. I need to meet. I need to meet someone. Um, and um, you took me down to Facebook. Um, their offices in, oh gosh, I don't remember the one. Their offices in Soho, and there was this event happening. And it was like um, it, it was business was meeting young people, and they were doing sort of a hand handshake scenario around tables. And um, Vicky York was the innovation director for the Princess Trust, and she was like, you know, get involved and, and enjoy it. And then we had this sort of quick chat at the back of the room, and it was like, um, Hoppy was like. Uh, Mac is great. You know, he can do all of these great things with media. Vicky's amazing. She's got this amazing concept starting out uh, called Get Hired with the Prince Trust. I think you two should speak. You know, we spoke, we had a chat and long and short of it, she said, look, I have no money to give you, um, but I've got around 50K uh, to spend on on on, on sort of ads for, on, mm. on behalf of the Prince's Trust. Um, would you be up for sort of helping out? And I went, yeah, I mean, it's the Prince of Trust and, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I could do this pro bono and I knew it'd be great for the sort of, you know, the threads and the, and, you know, the, the logo. And, um, so 2019, tail end of 2019, we started this project, uh, um, when we started talking about this project, it didn't really kick off until 2020, mm-hmm. uh, you know, March, April time, 2020, um, you know peak sort of pandemic um so it was it was all a bit like oh gosh you've got covid there's no longer face-to-face you know you've you've got to set up this this mm. big pro bono project um and you know if i'm honest i just pulled together who i could and and whatever i could to get this off the ground you know mm. I, I i knew i could do you know a, a big chunk of it but to get it right you know i needed the right design i needed the right um, planners, I needed some, um, you know, just some client support and, you know, just the, the general agency stuff. So I just started calling on friends and people I knew. Um, and I was fortunate enough to sort of get some support at the time. Um, and, and just power on through, um, mm. delivering this, this campaign, which thankfully became an award winning campaign and, um, was recognized by the drum awards, uh, alongside VML YNR, which is WPP's one of the WPP's largest agencies. It was recognized by Facebook as a best in class campaign, which they were mentioning to take to the UN and as a best in class during the pandemic. Wow. Um, it was, it was like, you know, jaw dropping stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, and the tucks, you know, we were doing this, you know, for no money and trying to make, make it work. And I had some sort of other clients to sort of tick us along and but this was the big one and mm. you know we just had to get through and, and that, that was it just get through it deliver it and and that was my my thinking you know that that's what yeah. my, my my resilience just came from right you've now committed yourself and and i'm a strong believer in once you commit yourself to something whether it's sort of financially emotionally mm. you're going to see it through yeah no matter, no matter where it lands or ends up, it might, it might go all go to crap or it, you know, you might, you might hit the, you know, yeah, you, know, you might hit the sky, but you've got to, you just got to carry on. Well, until you get a, to that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's an integrity there, isn't there? Uh, and uh, it makes a big difference. And I, I'm kind of, I'm sitting here listening to the story and going, this is a phenomenal opportunity um, that you've you've sort of carved out with the Prince's Trust, um, thanks to, was it Hoppy? Um, which yeah, is a great name. Um, and also, at the same time, it's it's a lot of, I get why this is such, um, such a task, for want of a better expression, you know, why there's a lot involved with that. Um, so post, post Prince's Trust, right, you, there's, there's a, it's award-winning, um, it's been recognised by some great companies. Did, all of that hard work um, pay off for you guys. Was there, was there, what's the 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 proverbial pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, um, or is it not quite worked out like that? Um, I mean, I would say yes. I, I would say it. It you know, there, 
I had this belief that if we see this through and we do deliver this, because I, and I remember having a, a conversation with one of my colleagues uh, that was supporting me at the time, Billy, um, who, who was like, Mac, I mean, we're doing all of this and there might be nothing off the back of it, mm. you know, and that's, that's the reality of what, yeah. what we're going through right now. Um, and I really had to sort of convince him and myself that there will be, mm. um, you know, what, what gave me that idea, it, it's, it's, it's a sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's for how my, my brain works. I just, mm. I just believe in something and, and, and it usually comes to fruition. If, if I, you know, maybe not exactly how I imagined it, but I, I knew this is big and I felt it and it was, and, and it was something, you know, um, I'm a strong believer in instinct as well. So, you know, if your instinct tells you that something's right, you just go for it. Mm. Um, and that's all I had. That's literally all I had. And I will say it was a prince's trust, which of course, you know, the king, the king's trust probably that it should be called now, but, um, <laughs> that's a good point actually. I wonder what they will call it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, at the end of that, of course, like that was my, my pitch, you know, mm. we've done this for the Prince's Trust, we can do it for you, you know, uh, uh, and we are, we have worked with other charities since and on board another great charity, uh, Springboard UK, um, who launched, we launched a program for them called CareerScope, um, mm. which is also sort of helping people or helping the hospitality industry during the pandemic where, mm. where, where it needed, needed the most to sort of upskill people, provide finance and advice on, on, on how to get into hospitality or, and, or move, move within sort of, if you're a chef and you know, you wanted to uh, become a more advanced chef and this is the path to do it, um, up and uh, all over the country. So I was working with the, um, DWP job center plus, um, and the springboard charity launching this program, uh, digitally, uh, called CareerScope. Uh, they already had it in person. That's the person at the job center. So we launched, we helped launch mm. the digital hub, um, I get people signed up to it, which is, you know, still running and, 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 um, and a big success. We're getting, you know, near to 200 signups a month to the hub, uh, mm. from, from scratch. So it's, um, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot that's happened, um, in a very short space of time. Um, we know and, and and i still do take moments to to look back and think wow like so much has happened um, um so yes a lot did happen the ball rolled you know at one point last uh, summer 2021 we had up to 15 plus clients mm. um we had a team of 12 plus uh more remotely um, uh, we had a great office, uh, which we, you know, we don't, we don't have at the moment, but we're more remote now. Uh, we do have an office, but we had a sort of fixed office and yeah. it was all, it was, yeah, it was incredible. It was a cre an incredible journey very quickly, mm. um, which, which I enjoyed. So you're on this incredible journey, which is motoring along really quickly. How do you. How do you fill your tank? How do you recharge your batteries whilst it's all going crazy like that? And you're working into the, the wee late hours of the weekend, uh, getting all your proposals ready. Um, how do you, how do you do that? Um, so it's a really good question. It's, it's cause it's, it's, it's discipline. Uh, it is the word that comes to mind because, mm. you know, it has to be really disciplined and and try and switch off, you know, that, that, that switch off thing. Um, mm. I don't like to switch off cause I, I, I just, I always feel like you can grow and build and grow and build and grow. And that's my one side of my personality. But then the other side of my personality is a hippie. I says, no, just chill out. Like, go to the, <laughs> just, you know, just go to the lake, go to the forest, just, you know, just, just shut up and just chill. Um, so there's this two, there's two sides of me. And, mm. and if I let one side win too much, then, you know, it'll, it'll kill the other. Um, so I'm going to feed both. Um, and the way I feed my hippie, I guess, um, is, you know, I do, I do hot yoga every Wednesday night, um, which is pretty intense. Um, mm. but you know, I, I've made an active effort. I, I committed myself this year. So I said, right, I'm going to buy 40 passes for the year so that I can go at least sort of once slash every other two weeks, uh, once a week slash every, uh, you know, biweekly, mm. um, for the rest of the year. You know, mm. there might, things might come up in between or whatever, but now I've made that financial commitment. 
and I've got to go. Okay. Uh, same thing with the gym. I've, you know, I've got a gym membership. Um, and you know, Billy and I, who's um, the media director from the media, we make it, make it a point to go on a Monday. So we kick off the week by going to the gym, you know, so yeah. it, it's, it's a sort of board meeting slash gym session. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the way I like to, to sort of put it. Um, I also really got into like Wim Hof and, mm-hmm. you know, practicing those types of techniques. So I do take a cold shower, you know, and I do practice, I do take a cold shower every morning. Um, I try and get breathing practices in as much as possible. Um, uh, um, you know, I meditate, I've created my own, my own meditation. Um, mm-hmm. when I say creating my own meditation, it's bits of everything. It's a bit of sort of, um, you know, things from apps, um, like calm and headspace, okay. but also I sat with a, an Indian guru once who showed me how to do chakra style meditation. And then I've been to meditation centers in Common Garden and I used to work near there. Um, and I learned, uh, creative meditation techniques. So I've sort of, and then I've, I've overlaid that with my musical knowledge and I've created a sort of breathing, creative chakra, uh, style, like, um, personal meditation thing. Mm. Um, but I give, you know, thanks to God and, and I visit places and I, you know, um, I really just go inwards for a little while, yeah. uh, and then come back to reality. Um, and then, you know, I make active plans with friends and family. So I'll make sure I go and spend some time with my mom or my dad or, you know, you know, not Friday, just gone out, you know, I had a good sort of dinner with, with one of my closest friends and he's getting married and I just make sure, you know, that time's in and we have a glass of mm. wine. I don't drink. I try not to drink because mm. I know that that's used, you know, sends me up and down too much and it has yeah. a knock on effect and I'm getting too old. So yeah. <laughs> struggle for three, four days. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, so I'll have a, you know, a, a good night out and a session when I need to, you know, once or twice a year, but you know, the, the regular Friday night gym, um, had to stop. I've just had to make some sacrifices in places where, um, uh, and, and flip those out with different, mm. a different way of thinking. And, um, and I think that's the, you know, hopefully that answers your, like how I. How you feed the hippie of, question. How I feed the hippie. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great quote. Uh, we were talking earlier, weren't we, about what's the title of this podcast? And we always fix the titles after the recording. I wonder if it's going to be called how to feed your hippie. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think that's it. That's a great topic. Oh, you'll get loads of listeners. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Everyone's got a bit of hippie in them. Yeah, Uh, everyone. Absolutely. Everyone's got a bit of hippie in them. Uh, And um, it'd be a great book title, actually, How I Feed My Hippie. Um, And the Wim Hof thing uh, piqued my curiosity. Uh, My son has got into this. And so every morning he has this cold shower and he's waxing lyrical about it at the moment. And I'm like... Not gonna lie, Mac. Uh, just I don't get it. <laughs> I, I didn't like that. It's 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 a nightmare. <laughs> but it, you know, and I'm sure your son could probably sort of vouch. Um, once you get over the barrier and the pain, and the, it, your mind, it, you, you, there is a switch in this scenario where you go from that I hate a cold shower to I love the feeling. I love mm. the feeling now. Um, and I, and, and believe me, I'm not a cold shower person. I love a nice, warm, hot shower every morning. That's my go-to. Um, so, you know, I started, so, you know, I tried a few, you know, so I, I turned the, turned the, uh, heat down and, you know, decrease, decrease and, and got to the cold point. And now I just, you know, when I go to the gym, I have a I go sauna, cold shower, sauna, cold shower, mm-hmm. um, and, and daily. I try that cold shower thing. I, I haven't got to the tub scenario. I mean, you know, you know, I, I don't have space for it right now, right now. But if I had um, the space and I didn't live in London and I had a nice big garden, I would probably get an ice tub. I'd probably go all the way. Um, but the shower works. Yeah. It, it just makes me feel yeah. better. Um, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of science behind it, which I'm mm. sure you know, Wim Hof will tell tell you about. But um, I'm not so so. so fussed about the science you know it gives me energy it, it, yeah. it just wakes it well, just wakes it works, me up. it works right it's one it of those wakes isn't me up. It? yeah 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 i mean i get yeah. the i get the coming out of the sauna going in the cold shower thing because i'm stupid hot i need to cool down and that I, there's there is an appeal for that um but yeah zach my son is he's just back from uni and he's like dad 
have we got a container that I can just put ice water in? He wants to sort of, and I'm just like, dude. <laughs> yeah, just putting out buckets and yeah. Yeah, yeah. He says, I've got, I've got inflammation I need to deal with. I'm like, okay. Um, right. So yeah, really interesting. And um, uh, watch this space. I don't know whether I do cold chairs. I probably would get into an ice bucket though. Uh, I don't know why I'd find that different. I don't know. That's just weird. I think um, that's the way to do it really. Showers are harder apparently because the yeah. science behind that is when you're moving, you're breaking. So, so when you sit in a cold ice tub, because you're still, um, your body, you know, I'm probably really, really bad at explaining this, but your body creates some sort of defense where you don't feel the cold as much. But when you're moving around in a shower, you're breaking up that defense. So you feel yeah. the cold more. Yeah. So there, there's, there's something about that. Um, so try the ice tub. First, yeah. Be interesting. Very good. So next two to three years of life, where do you see it heading to, Mike? What's, uh, what's on the horizon for you? Um, I mean, the big topic right now is AI, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are already, we, we are using AI. Um, you know, our, our form of the media is, is based on data, technology, and AI. Right? Mm-hmm. Full, full stop. Um, but um, th- there is a new version of that AI, um, which we are in discussions and talking about now. Um, so, you know, taking away some of the, let's call it the mundane, uh, laborious tasks, uh, that we go through day to day and, and then opening up the freedom and time for, um, creative thinking and yeah. utilizing that more. It's not replacing humans, uh, which I know there's a lot of sort of scare about that, you know, and, and, and I, and I, and, and it is, it is something to sort of something of concern, um, that when, when, you know, when it comes to things like uh, data analysis, putting things together in data, uh, overlaying that with open source information that's already available, uh, and then also plugging that into channels, media channels, um, to make clients' money go further uh, and more more higher impact, lower cost, um, less less sort of laborious for us, mm. higher impact for clients, um, and there's um, more fun and creativity in, 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 in involved. And so that's that for the next two, three years, that's going to be my, my, my focus in terms of getting that right and built and set up. Mm. Um, but also, um, just, I mean, we're still in early stages of getting out there. We've, we've never done our own marketing, you know, I've never done anything like this. Um, there's, you know, we are, it's all been very organic mm. up until now, as you know, with the Prince of Trust and the knock on effect. Um, but I still do think there is a uh, um, something to be said and, and, and uh, promoted um, for, for Formula Media, what we really stand for and what, what you know, and why we exist. Um, and there is a big why we exist. Um, you know, outside of the data, technology, AI, back, obvious business sensical stuff, there is a bigger purpose, you know, mm. and the, the logo is a serotonin. Uh, clinical data uh, logo, um, uh, the icon you'll see in the Formula Media uh, logo is it's clinical, clinical data for serotonin uh, because it goes back to my psycholo- psychology days uh, and and also some of my experiences with, say, Shell um, as a client um, where I know media can be used for good and it can be used for bad um, mm. and where we can use uh, media for good, which has power and impact for clients that are doing good um, and, and making a difference to people's lives. Like today, I was with a client um, that are, they're combining golf and fitness, um, you know, in a really interesting way, which, mm. you know, it's going to make a difference to people's lives. Families can go and share that, you know, so, you know, if you're interested in golf, you can go, you know, go and play golf. There's a, a bar, it's a, a gym, you know, uh, something for the family to do. And yeah, that's, that's, the, 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 you know, the, the, where we can really apply ourselves for charities, for, uh, technology that's helping humans for, um, you know, uh, hospitality, leisure, travel events, things that, um, create, uh, dopamine, serotonin and, 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 and value to people's lives. Um, mm. so bringing those two things together, I think for me is really important, but also pushing the, the whole diversity equation, you know, being Asian, um, you know, it's, 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 it's an agency and founder. It's, it's a big, 
um, statement, I think, in yeah. today's world. And I'm trying to really um, uh, push boundaries, status quo, and, and, and really um, show that, um, you know, this can be done without, you know, holding yeah. the flag of, of, of the whole diversity agenda. Uh, but, you know, bringing people in uh, into the fold and I'm part of Media for All sort of um, um, diversity media group. Um, yeah. I think they're not-for-profit um, um, group that, you know, I'm getting more involved in and, and, and you know, there, there, there's, there's a bigger picture here uh, yeah. uh, to, to establish, which I don't think has been established just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some great stuff, got some great mm-hmm. clients. It's all come, you know, coming together. But we just, I think there's, there is still another level to that in the next two, three years. And it'd be interesting to see where the journey takes you, isn't it, really? And um, uh, I'm really curious to find out, uh, really intrigued to see where it all sort of heads to. Um, because I think, you know, being a British Asian, and um, there is the diversity aspect of it. And just by putting yourself out there more and more, you know, kids see that, don't they? And this is um, this is important and, and super cool. So... Mac, listen, we've got to the stage of the show where uh, we go for the question box. Dun, dun, dun. I need cool. some dramatic music uh, to, to go yeah. alongside this. Um, I keep saying that. I really should find some. And this is where, uh, if you're not watching the video, uh, and we know that 99.9% don't because you listen to this on an audio podcast, uh, I have a deck of cards in my hands, good sir. And um, you're going to say stop. And I'm going to stop and we're going to ask that question on that card. Stop. Right stop. there, yeah? Okay. Yeah, there we go. So, that's an interesting question. I was, okay. What work were you doing the last time you forgot time altogether? Oh, wow. Um, what work was I doing when I forgot time altogether? Yeah. I would say it's when I'm DJing. Okay. Um, I, I sort of, I go into a meditative state, right? And, and I think if you really go deep into your meditative state, time doesn't exist and all that deep mm. stuff. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, you know, I was DJing um, and I was really enjoying it. It was, it was a private party. Um, and it was quite a long set. It was sort of four or five hours uh, in, in, in reality, but flew, you know, yeah. time flew. And I forgot about time. And, you know, I really just immersed myself and enjoyed that moment um, of, of, of my life. And I think it's, it's tough to replicate that. There isn't, mm. you know, you've probably, you know, you probably heard it or you probably come across it. You know, the reason why people love DJing and, become DJs and whatnot. And yes, there's all of the, you know, there's all of the, the, the show and um, clout and money and blah, blah, blah. But I think there is something else. There's, there's a sort of feeling that can't be mm. replicated, mm. Um, which is, which, which is related to sort of the loss of time, I would mm. say. So do you still do a lot of DJing? I, I would say a lot, uh, but I do. I do still play a lot of private parties and I've played in Karen, like Karen Lyons festival last year and most likely again this year. And I do a lot of private events. Um, whereas before I would do what's known as the circuit, um, which is playing various clubs and around the world or whatever it might be. And now I just do sort of yacht parties and fun stuff. That's flat. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a really interesting answer. And I, I think it's a really interesting question um, because to me it talks of this thing called flow, doesn't it? The state of flow, which is maybe an old-fashioned term that we used to use. Um, when do you sort of get that sense of flow? Uh, and it's interesting for you that's DJing because I would say if I was to answer that question, I'd say probably every time I do a podcast, um, I start talking and before I look at the clock now and I'm thinking – Goodness me, we've been. Go- I need to wrap this up at some point. So right? You just yeah. like, I just Amazing. need to. You just like it just disappears every time. It's it's fascinating. I love it. So, Mac, listen, 
As you know, this show is sponsored by Orion Media, which specializes in helping good folks like yourself uh, set up and run their own successful podcast. So me bring it around. Let's Sorry. talk about that. We should definitely talk about that, then, Matt. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I'd be, you should be a, definitely be on your podcast. Um, but let, well, let's just fast forward. Let's assume you have your podcast. Um, out of the people that have impacted your life, past and present, uh, whether people you've met or books you've read, podcasts you listen to or whatever it is, I'm curious, who would be some people you would love to interview on your podcast and why? Well, <laughs> um. <laughs> Who would I like to interview? Um, I mean, because we're on a musical topic, a uh, musical topic, I will, I will, I will continue that first. Um, Fisher, he's a DJ out there, an Australian DJ. He's an absolute crazy nutter DJ, <laughs> but I, I just think it would be so, it would be such a fun podcast. Like, yeah, he's, he's wild. So I would lo- love to just get in his head as well and, mm. and, and find those relatable topics. Um, um, and then I would also like to have a chat with um, Sir Martin Sorrell from the, from the media world. Um, okay. Who, who, you know, WPPC, ex-WPP CEO, now, you know, in, invested and in CEO in multiple businesses. Um, and I'd just like to understand his perspective on, you know, the journey to CEO of WPP and what, what really mm-hmm happened and how it happened and the, the pitfalls, the, 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 you know, the lessons and the challenges and the, the wins. And then more modern, you know, uh, who runs podcasts themselves, Stephen Bartlett. Oh, yeah. Let's have a chat yeah. with Stephen Bartlett too, yeah, Steve because, Bartlett. you know, he's, you know, from the same realm, media, had his own media agency, but more on the social side of things or um, influence led. Um, he's great on podcasts. Susan Dragon's Den is a good business mind. It would be, I think we would have a um, a good fun chat, um, and then and then maybe some someone from the more sort of hippie side, the spiritual side, would you know? Let's <laughs> just this again feed the hippie, feed um, the hippie, yeah, of course, feed the hippie. You know, <laughs> um, there there are a few people I've come across. You know, Jay Shetty being one of them. You know, I've got to give him a shout out. You know, and he's he's obviously done a lot on that side. Um, but there's 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 a, there's a whole bunch of others, and mm. you know, Bichin from Mind Valley and. Um, Someone called Jade who's into astral projection and you know uh, and and Wim Hof that would be so fun. I that'd think be an just interesting conversation. That would be yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mm. think that'd be quite wacky. Um, and Russell Brand. Um, these are all you know. I'm I'm, I'm naming some of the you know all all the people that have podcasts and, and that are quite famous and <laughs> you know. But I, I'll probably interview my mate as well. You know, just to see his perspective on on, on life and mm. how, how you know make some comparisons, but. In an ideal scenario, those would be the sort of yeah, my my mm. This is uh, Mac, perhaps my favourite question I ask guests because it's what always fascinates me uh, why why people say what they say and who they say to the point where I think I'm. I mean, tell me what you think. Uh, we're thinking of moving that question to the start of the show and starting the conversation off the basis of that. Um, so why did you say that person? Why did you say that person? What is it about them? And just seeing where that conversation goes. We might try it. You never know. I think you should. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, See how we get on. You, I, I guess you'll, you'll get a, a quick indication of the areas, um, if you know who they are, um, yeah. that they're interested in and you know where you can navigate the conversation. Yeah, that'd be, be really interesting. Listen, Mac, it's been great chatting. Uh, and like I said, it's, it's one of those things where I blink and the, the clock has come to its end. Um, how do people reach you? How do they connect with you if they want to know more about you, if they want to know more about Formula Media and what you guys get up to there? Uh, what's the best way for them to reach out? You know, like, um, you can reach out to me directly if you like um, on Mac, M-A-K at formulamedia.com um, or you can Add me on LinkedIn if you prefer, and um, and you try to check me out first, and you know all that jazz. It's just it's just Max Formula M A K Formula. Um, after your LinkedIn forward slash dot com forward slash. So type in Max Formula, I should come up um, yeah. on LinkedIn. Uh, if not, email me directly. I'll be happy to have a chat. Fantastic.
Fantastic. Well, we will, of course, link to Max Info in the show notes, which you can get along for free, along with the transcript at pushtobemore.com. Or if you sign up to the newsletter, it will be making its way to your inbox. Uh, Mac, listen, thanks so much, man, for coming on to the podcast. Great to meet you. Pleasure. Great to, to chat about um, feeding the inner hippie uh, and to hear the stories. Um, I, I just thoroughly was enjoying your story about the, the radio. I'm not going to lie, uh, just, just because uh, it interests me. Uh, but no, it's been great, honestly, genuinely appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, man. Uh, it's been a blast. Thank you very much, Matt. And, you know, I, I, I love what you're doing. I hope you keep inspiring and, and, and growing your podcast and you get some good people on here because, um, yeah, these, these, these are the types of, types of conversations that make a difference to other people's lives. Hmm. Um, I think people take a lot of value out of, um, just listening uh, hmm. to stories and what, how other people have done it and where they've been and what they've done. And, and, you know, and, 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 and just to sort of, Quick side note: I think there's a lot, a lot of assumptions can be made on Instagram and 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 YouTube and Facebook yeah. and you know these days and this type of authenticity, hearing it from the horse's mouth, so to speak, mm. is is the best way, um, yeah. and 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 invaluable. So um, it's great that you're doing it. No, I appreciate it, man, and uh, totally agree. Totally agree. I'd much rather do this than post on Instagram, not going to lie. And much more interesting. Yeah. Uh, very much more Definitely. interesting. And it's one of the reasons why I love podcasting, like you say. I mean, if you think about the conversation that we've had in the last hour, you don't normally get to have those conversations with people until you've known them for a really long time. That's right. You, you get so, so much, like so quickly yeah yeah you do it's uh it's a beautiful thing so thanks for being so open uh and telling us your story it's been uh, it's been brilliant so huge thanks again mac for joining me today also a big shout out to today's show sponsor orion media if you are wondering whether podcasting is a good marketing strategy for your business do connect with them at orionmedia.com that's a-u-r-i-o-n media.com we will, of course, link to them in the show notes as well. Now, be sure to follow Push To Be More wherever you get your podcasts from because we've got yet more great conversations lined up and I don't want you to miss any of them. And in case no one has told you yet today, you are awesome. Yes, you are. Just created awesome. It's a burden you have to bear. Mac has to bear it. I have to bear it. You've got to bear it too. Now, Push To Be More is produced by Orion Media. You can find our entire archive of episodes on your favorite podcast app, the team that makes this show possible. It's Sadaf Bainon, Estella Robin, and Tanya Hutzelak. Our theme music was written by Josh Edmondson. And as I mentioned, if you would like to read the transcript or show notes, head over to the website pushtobemore.com, where you can also sign up for our weekly newsletter and get all of this good stuff direct to your inbox totally free so that's it from me that's it from Mank. thank you so much for joining us have a fantastic week wherever you are in the world i'll see you next time bye for now <laughs>